Hello and welcome to the Songwriters in Seattle podcast. I'm your host, Chris Klemecki. Tonight, I have a very special guest. It's Tom Schrader. Welcome, Tom. Thanks, Chris. Thanks for having me so much. Well, thank you for coming out tonight. This is uh, really a different style of music that you're bringing to us. Just fascinating, beautiful, emotional, some some um, really different kind of stuff for songwriters in Seattle. So I'm really interested in, in hearing you talk through sort of what your process is. And we'll get to all the, the music here real soon. But uh, why don't you start by giving us a little history. I love to sort of hear the journey and give people an idea of where this music is coming from. Perfect. Yeah, no problem. Um, So I started writing music when I was about 10. I wrote my first song. I remember how it goes. I could probably try to finesse it on a a guitar. Um, You wrote it on guitar? Yeah, it was, well, it was kind of a rockish, you know, hair band type of song. Uh, Heavily influenced by Bon Jovi and and so forth. Um, Good roots. Yeah. So I, you know, I wanted to be a rock star about 12 or 13. I decided I wanted to buy a guitar. So saved up my pennies for a couple of years, bought a, a Kramer electric guitar. Um, unfortunately, it only stuck for about six months. And then I decided, eh, guitar is not really for me. Oh, okay. So I, I'm not exactly sure why, but uh, just decided it wasn't for me. And then spent a couple of years just not really doing a whole lot with music. Um, but when I turned 17 or right around there, uh, decided, well, I wanted to play piano now. And for whatever reason, I of four kids, I was the only one who wasn't forced to play piano lessons oh, wow. or take piano lessons. Okay. Um, I'm not sure why, but uh, just decided on my own that, hey, I'm going to take up piano. Did you want it even more? <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. Yeah. Um, just wanted to play a, a Beethoven sonata. I don't know exactly where the classical uh, piece came into, but for some reason, when I was 17, I started getting into classical music. Um, so decided I wanted to play a Beethoven sonata, taught myself piano, started writing, you know, type of classical type of music, piano sonata. I wrote my first sonata at 17, started trying to piece together some piano concertos. Um, so writing was there right from the, the start of when you were playing? Yeah, pretty much piano. from the get go. I, I would, and it's kind of stayed, you know, now that I think about it, it's kind of stayed the same. I've most of my writing and we can talk about it later, but comes from just improvisation. And so, you know, at 17, just fooling around on the piano came up with essentially what I ended up writing as a, as a sonata. Okay. Um, and then about, it was about when I turned 20, 21 or so, I was, um, just watching a movie. It's called shine about a classical pianist named David Helfgut. And he plays Rachmaninoff and mm-hmm. watching that, I was just floored at the, uh, the level of pianism. I had been into Beethoven and some of the other big, you know, the big German composers with the big piano sound, very romantic, right? Uh, but had never come across Rachmaninoff specifically. And his piano is just, it's huge. And so that really influenced a lot of my classical writing style, you know, pretty early on, essentially, you know, I was 20, 21, early 20s. But at the same time, I, I never really pursued classical that much. So I kind of wrote on the side. But then the other half of me, I guess, half of me was writing classical. <laughs> the other half was writing, you know, just kind of pop music. And I say like Brit pop, you know, like um, for anyone out there listening, like Radiohead, Suede, you know, those type of, of British bands. Um, wrote that kind of through my 20s. I never really did a whole lot with it. Um, mostly it was in my head, some stuff on you know, on the piano, but not, not a lot. It was mostly guitar driven type I of rock. I was going to say, so you had a, you know, guitar driven on one side and really piano classical driven on the, 
on the other side. Yeah. How and when did those start to intersect for you? Yeah, it's it's interesting. So I you know, I never took back up the guitar so i never started playing guitar again so a lot of those like i was saying a lot of those pop type of songs that i was writing just kind of stayed in my head or i'd write notes you know i've sketchbooks and stuff like that of ideas essentially and but then right about the time i turned 30 i was introduced to uh muse and i heard a song of of theirs called butterflies and hurricanes and it had basically it really reminded me a lot of rachmaninoff you know, the mm. pianism that he played in there, kind of this this sort of cadenza type of middle section he's got in there, you know, it, it sounds very much like Rachmaninoff's type of piano. And it, something just clicked in me. I'm like, wait a minute, you can put classical type of music, you know, and piano specifically. And that's, that's the one thing that always kind of, um, that I couldn't really wrap my my mind around, I guess, is how to put a piano into a rock song where it's really essential. It's not just an accompaniment. Feature, yeah. And you're, you know, just going up and down the, 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 the keys and everything like that, using all seven octaves and just lots of dynamics and everything. So it's not just an accompanying instrument. And hearing that, you know, really just, like I said, something just clicked. And I was like, right. oh, wait a minute, I can, I can do this, I think. This sounds really cool. I like the sound. I like being able to put this Rachmaninoff, Beethoven, really heavy classical type of music into a really heavy rock sound. So that's I th- I think that wow, was probably yeah. what really that's really cool. did it for me. And so you so the style that you've sort of uh, melded together here really is an orchestral rock. I mean, how would you sort of describe it? Yeah, it's uh, I've always had kind of a hard time coming up with you know sort of a name for it or a style. Yeah. I mean, orchestral yeah. rock is great. Symphonic yeah. rock, you know, I I see that of common enough that it it seems to be sort of it makes sense. You say, yeah, I write symphonic rock and people kind of understand, you know, I tend to stay away from like classic rock or classical rock because right. it sounds too much like classic rock. Right, right. It's, it's not. Um, so yeah, either orchestra or symphonic rock really. Okay. Well, cool. Let's, uh, let's hear some of this. I'm, I'm excited to, to play some of your music for people. Um, the first uh, track we're going to hear is called Isolation. You want to say any, any quick words about Isolation before we play it? Yeah, I think uh, probably just quickly, it was kind of the first thing I threw together um, to kind of get my music out there. I've always had a bit of a hard time putting it out there. And so, uh, but I also, I wanted to be able to point people, you know, who I'm trying to get to, hey, let's be in a band. This is the sound I'm after. I needed something for them to go to and to listen to. And so this is kind of that, that sound. It sort of embraces the whole, you know, it's a big piano sound at the beginning, a big rock sound at the beginning, and then the piano kind of comes in and it slowly builds up. So you get that crescendo that you'll see probably throughout my music and everything. So it's a great, a great example of, of, uh, of what I'm, you know, the style I'm trying to write. Excellent. So here we are going to play Isolation by Tom Schrader.
that is a great introduction to your orchestral rock. That was uh, Isolation. And uh, Tom, you're going to have to tell us more about your songwriting process because, again, it's it's very different from the usual uh, songwriters that we have in here who do, you know, guitar and vocals or um, or keyboard and vocals even. But you're not even necessarily thinking vocals and lyrics at this point. Uh, you've got all instrumental work. How do you how do you go about thinking through your forms and and how do you start and all that kind of thing? Um, well, it's interesting. I mean, you know, first off, I guess I always hear words and, and such, and I, I can I write the lyrics and everything like oh, that. Oh, you do I, write I, lyrics. Yeah. Oh, okay. And I hear them in my head, and m- most of the lyrics. Um, are, are written down the ones for the one the songs that are posted on reverb nation most of them have lyrics um and i you know i've written some lead sheets and stuff like that so it, it's it's always there in my head it's just i'm not one of those you know i'm not a singer songwriter in the sense that i don't sing okay um so i just write so it's a it's, it's a bit <laughs> of a challenge and um and to your point you know probably a little bit different than most of the other members of uh, songwriters in seattle where they're actually singing and playing and performing their do own you type envision of music. the vocal line though or do you yeah. just yeah okay yeah I, okay. I definitely hear it and i can write it out and everything like that and it's you know i've got a very specific kind of sound that i'm sort of after at least that i'm hearing in my head that i'd like to be able to find externally outside of my head find someone who can sing um to to kind of the sound that i'm hearing a sense wow, to go with okay. the songs okay cool cool so, so anyone out there who uh would like to sing for Tom. <laughs> Since I can't. <laughs> TomSchrader.com. Actually, while I'm, while I'm saying that, uh, T-H-O-M-S-C-H-R-O-E-D-E-R is the dot .com that you go after there. That's how Tom spells it. So, all right, cool. Well, let's go back to the process itself. How, how And you mentioned improv a, yeah. a little bit earlier. How does that how does that work with your writing? Well, it's it's you know most of what I write, I'd say probably ninety percent of it comes from just messing around on the piano. And the the unfortunate side of that is I mess around on the piano too much. I should be practicing, <laughs> but no, I'm sitting there improvising Noodling. and coming up with yeah coming up with new ideas and so forth. So ninety percent of them probably are just you know messing around on the piano, come up with a, a theme or a chord progression or something like that. Um, the other ten percent would be something I hear in my head and I how do I you know how does that sound? Let me kind of transpose it onto the piano so that's most of how i come up with stuff is just improv and are you arranging as well with the big the drums and the strings and is that sort of part of what you do as you are improvising and sort of thinking how how this section could be or is it more you have the piano sketch if you will yeah. and then say yeah. okay now i'm gonna arrange it and it's it's kind of like half and half sometimes it works you know it's it's kind of progressive where it's like i come up with the piano sketch and then over the course of you know x number of days or weeks or months or whatever i work out sort of the the arrangement and all the different elements of it and sometimes i'm sitting there and i'm improving and instantly i'm hearing like wait a minute there's going to be strings here there's going to be brass there's going to be drums guitar mm-hmm, etc mm-hmm, etc mm-hmm. so yeah kind of half and half yeah and I, th- I think uh you know, just the idea of developing a theme. It's a little bit different for, certainly for pop music. I mean, where, where you would just have first chorus, you know, you, yeah. those would be sort of your, your themes, but in terms of any sort of longer term or large scale development, you know, not as much. And that's something that you 
you know, take to heart and do, you know, do a lot of and are really thinking of how to, to develop themes, correct? Yeah, and that's, again, probably more of that classical type of um, side of the music. You know, when you listen to something by classical composer, there's no lyrics, so the melody is the theme, essentially. You know, you can think of a lot of really, you know, very well-known themes, Beethoven, Tchaikovsky, etc. So I'm trying to kind of weave that same idea of a theme into, a, you know, a contemporary type of rock, classical, symphonic rock, yeah. what have you, type of song. <laughs> very cool, very cool. Well, we're going to hear uh, the next uh, piece of, of uh, a longer um, work that you did called Ad Infinitum. What can you tell us about that and, and you know, the part that we're going to hear and then maybe talk more about the parts we're not going to hear. Okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> sort of how that leads into to what we're going to hear. Yeah, I, I understand. It's a, it's a bit a bit long. Um, so it kind of starts out, the part we're not going to hear is kind of a piano sonata type of intro. So it's just kind of the piano introducing sort of the, the, the chord progression and the theme a little bit. Then it kind of builds up um, slowly and the, the, the band comes in, the orchestra comes in and it dies down. And then you've got this sort of intermezzo, this middle section of just really the piano kind of firing away on all cylinders, hopefully, <laughs> yeah. um, you know, just going up and down the, the piano or up and down the, yeah the keyboard and, um, and building up to this, it kind of introduces a theme. Um, and then this is kind of where we're going to kick it off is where the piano is just building up, uh, in these scales. And then it reintroduces the, the main theme of the song in a, you know, the orchestra is behind it and everything. It's quite loud. And, and then it dies down again. Um, piano kind of does a little, uh, you know, again, kind of a, a segue into the next section and a, another long crescendo of building up with the drums and the guitars and the orchestra and everything like that to this big finale. And, and during that finale that we're going to hear is, is where the vocals would come back in. Okay. And then that dies off and uh, you have kind of this build up to the finale and, and the, the, the ending in a sense. Fantastic. So here is our uh, second uh, piece of music. The, um, would you call it second half or maybe second... Yeah, it's yeah. If we were to listen to the whole song, this would probably be about the yeah, second half of it. About yeah. the second half of Ad Infinitum.
Beautiful piece, Ad Infinitum. We have Tom Schrader in the studio today, and he is uh, playing his style of orchestral rock for us, symphonic rock. Uh, it's something different for us. I love it. And uh, Tom, what's next for you? You've got, you know, these epic pieces of music, and they're recorded. They're recorded really well. What? Uh, where are you taking them? What? What's next for you? Um, well, thanks. Um, I, part of the, part of what I'm looking for, like I said, was, was a vocalist. Right. I think that's a really big key component. And essentially, you know, these are just demos that I, you know, in my opinion, I've kind of thrown together, um, in, in a way to be able to say to a vocalist, here's the sound and, and to sing along to it. But, um, to answer your question, what I really would like to do is to actually record them more organically with an actual band instead of just everything being MIDI instruments. Um, get the budget to do an orchestra <laughs> yeah yeah exactly um pie in the arrangements, sky yeah, yeah and yeah. the other component of it that I, you know you don't really get a sense of the music at all is i also hear sort of a symphonic choir going on so mm. you know in addition to an, an orchestra i'd like to you know find a way to get a choir to sing on it as well you might as well you know go all out that's right <laughs> So <laughs> why just the orchestra? Get yeah, the, get the choir in there. Yeah, a few hundred, few hundred musicians. Um, but ultimately, that that is the goal: is to you know find and put together a band um, with a vocalist, guitarist, bassist, drummer, and uh, record this music. Hopefully, with an orchestra, with a symphonic choir, possibly. You know, I don't want to sell the project short, so I, I really want to try to reach for as far as I can go with it and take it as far as I can. Well, don't let anyone ever accuse you of not thinking big. <laughs> yeah, that's my problem. And, and, and to, to the problem being is, you know, I've always kind of held this back thinking that it's too big of a project. It's too big, you know, too big in scope. So I, you know, just forget about it. Just, just don't do it. And so I'm, <laughs> I'm trying to like push that aside and be, yeah. no, you know, I, I want to try to get this out there. It I can wanna, be done. It Possibly it can be done. And so... I'm going to do what I can to, to see it through. Oh, fantastic. I, I would love to hear that. I mean, what a fantastic result that would be. Well, let's hear one more. Uh, this is a chunk out of Ferocity and Fragility. What can you tell us about the ending of, of this larger piece? Yeah, again, a, a longer song. Um, so it, it sort of has, again, it kind of works itself into three sections. Um the intro and then the middle section and then this here ending section that we're going to listen to. It's kind of this battle. Um, uh, it's very minor in key at the, at the beginning and kind of this heavy, really heavy sound. And then towards the end, it sort of resolves itself into a, a major, a major key. And there's, there's definitely a very, a very big shift in mood mm, from the beginning mm -hmm. to the to the end so we'll just hear kind of a little bit i think of the of the middle section kind of that heavy sound and then we're going to launch into the more peaceful resolution of the ending okay we'll just bring it down to a nice yeah uh, nice easy landing here for a the bit, podcast a bit softer ending than the uh, ad infinitum <laughs> okay well cool so here's our uh our final piece of music uh you can of course hear more and learn more about Tom at TomSchrader.com. Let me spell that one more time. T-H-O-M for Tom. And then Schrader, S-C-H-R-O-E-D-E-R.com. And that'll give you links to uh, his Reverb Nation and, and uh, other sites that are related to him. So here we go with the ending of Ferocity and Fragility.
That was beautiful, Tom. Thank you so much for uh, playing your music and for coming in tonight. Well, th- thanks to you, Chris, for, for having me. Thanks so much. And, and for everything you've done with singers and songwriters, I remember was it, we were talking about it's almost been two years uh, since the first event I went to. And um, you've just I can tell you've just taken the, the group under your wing and it's amazing what you're what you're doing with it. And thank you very much. I really appreciate that. It's it's certainly, you know, something that's near and dear to my heart. I, I love supporting the creative community and meeting people like you. Um, there's so much talent and um, different approaches, different styles in just in this area in songwriters in Seattle. So it's very inspiring to me, and yeah, I, I love hearing more about it. So uh, this podcast has been great to just you know hear some different perspectives. Yeah, I remember you talking about the podcast and wanting to really push the podcasts um, for singers and songwriters, and it's it's great to see that you've taken that and 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 gone with it. Oh, cool. Well, great to have you here tonight. It's been a great conversation. Some beautiful music that we've heard. So thank you very much. People, um, TomSchrader.com. Please uh, check that out and connect with him um, in, in all the different places that he is. Songwriters in Seattle, um, we're easy at SongwritersInSeattle.com. Also, Meetup.com slash Seattle to get all our uh, calendar of events and everything going on. I'm at ChrisKlemecki.com. So uh, those are all places to please check out. For Tom Schrader and for Songwriters in Seattle, I am Chris Klemecki saying stay original. We'll see you next time.